This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Kim Checchio. Welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach. Today, I am excited to introduce you to a new friend of mine, Jen Matt Bresson, who is the owner of Tiny Closet Tons of Style, and she's also the author of Close the Deal, the Guide for Transformative Personal Style. So welcome to the show, Jen. Hi, thanks for having me, Kim. This is going to be really fun. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I love hearing about all the things, your journey, and I'm really excited to be able to share that with our neighbors here in Virginia Beach. So tell us a little bit about your business um, and your book. Sure. Uh, So my business, Tiny Closet Tons of Style, is hinged on the concept of capsule wardrobes. It's a styling business, and I call myself a capsule wardrobe coach because it's really a lifestyle. It's less about me picking out outfits for an event, although I love to do that, and I'll definitely do that for you, and we'll have a lot of fun doing it. But it's more about adopting, teaching my clients how to adopt a less but better philosophy when it comes to their wardrobes and shopping. And uh, when I started it back in 2015, which seems like so long ago because it is, (laughs) when my daughter was an infant and now she's nine. Um, It wasn't really about sustainability. I had moved and I was trying to, you know, move a decades old obsession with fashion and clothing closet into a new home that didn't have the room to sustain all of the clothes that I'd collected during my career life before children. And I was uh, looking for a solution, a storage solution. And I stumbled upon a, a, It was actually a picture that was attached to an article on the concept of capsule wardrobes. And the picture was a rack in a closet that was so clean and you could see everything on the rack and everything coordinated. And there were all these minimalists like black, white, tan and stripes with a little Chanel bag on top, maybe 35 garments total. And it just brought me into this place of I want to live this way because you could see, you could see from this picture that every one of the garments in the pictures went together. Like you could just create so many outfits because it all matched and all whatever, for whatever reason, this picture really harmonized with my heart. And in in an instant, it's like, I got a download from the universe that, okay, this is what you're going to do now. You're going to start, you're going to write about this. You're going to get rid of all of these clothes that have been holding you back. And we're going to start, we're going to start fresh. And I, and I did, I spent the next 30 to 45 days ruthlessly editing my closet. I, I sold what I could sell. I donated what I could donate. And then at the the end, I was just giving things away. I tried, you know, I'm going to, I'm going into the whole process, but after it was all said and done. And by the time I had moved in to the new home, I had whittled it down to about 35 seasonal garments that reflected the season that we were in at that particular time, which was a spring. And what I was doing at that time, which was full-time working mom who pumped and nursed and six-month-old and a toddler mom. So, you know, that wardrobe looks a lot different than mine does today, but that was 
that was the start of it. And then I just started writing about it. And at first it was a blog on Tumblr and I would write it about it every week and people started really responding. And about a year later, I created a brand with a name, Tiny Closet Tons of Style, trademarked it, created my own website. A few years, the next year I was featured in um, Washingtonian Magazine. And then I started pulling in really high profile clients in the DC area. And then in 2019, I published Close the Deal, which is a book which is essentially about capsule wardrobes, but it's really, it's through the lens of being a professional career woman and juggling everything that that entails with a wardrobe that actually elevates, you know, makes you feel stronger, more confident, and it's easy to pack for travel. Now, that was written in pre-COVID, and it probably, it's due for an update because everyone's lives has changed, even super professional women lives have changed. Our concept of what professional clothes or professional dressing should look like has thankfully changed. It's so much more exciting now and so much more flexible. Um, but really to drill down to the bottom of all of it, the ethos of capsule wardrobe and my philosophy with clients is that your lifestyle is what should be reflected in your closet. Like, what do you actually do every day? Are you know, are you a podcast host? Do you, are you an editor for a magazine? Are you a stylist? Do you work from home? Do you travel for work? That's what your wardrobe should reflect. Um, not who you were ten years ago. Right. <laughs> not. 25 cocktail dresses that you're going to wear to an imaginary Christmas party next year. And then when the holiday party comes, you just go out and buy a different one. Right. So I really get to the, to me. <laughs> it's not just you. I was speaking, I was speaking to my former self and I'm speaking to, you know, I talk about this in the book, American women who are our age. And I'm assuming that we are like, let's call ourselves very old millennials, but we could also call ourselves very young generation X, right? I think you're more of a millennial than I am. But either way, we grew up, and this is pre-social media, right? But we grew up in an age where shopping was every the solution to everything. We You shopped when with your friends at the mall. You remember malls? I won't go into a mall anymore, but that's what you did. You shopped when... You were sad. You shopped when you were happy. You shopped as sport, you know, retail therapy, shopping. We never really thought about what the end game looked like with that. It was just, and it was not for the wrong reasons. It was just like, we shop and we shop and we shop and we shop. And shopping is is supposed to make everything better. And then what happens is that we shop you know, with our eyes, not with our brains. We shop with our emotions, with our hormones, with our appetite. We shop in the moment and we end up creating these wardrobes that are not intentional. This, they're disjointed. They're very largely, I mean, there's, an, there's exceptions to this, but for the most part, women, not all women, but we, we buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really spend a lot of money on individual garments because we, and so what happens is that you create a wardrobe of basically disposable clothes. And then when you get to the point when you're ready to like 
rationalize it and adopt a more intentional philosophy like I have, the hardest part is just coming to terms with the fact that you're going to need to throw it all away. Not throw it yeah. all away because I'm I don't mean literally throw it all away, but you're not going to be able to resell it. Which you maybe you have a few things that are worth reselling, but all of this because we're just raised to just shop and not think about it. And then you get to a point in life, you know, when you're in your early 20s, you probably don't think about it, but you usually get to a point in life when there's a change in your life, whether you've been promoted or you have children or you move and something makes you really look at your wardrobe and reckon and have an epiphany about it. And um, that's where I come in. Yeah, I have. And, and in my my approach has evolved since I started it in 2016. I'm not as rigid with like numbers. Like I used to, cause I was, you could, I used to create content around it all of the time. So I'm not necessarily blogging anymore, but I would have every season I would launch my capsule wardrobe and I would take pictures of each one of the garments. And it was 35 garments. You can't shop until the season's over. Just like I said about lifestyle, my lifestyle's evolved since then, and I have a different approach, but it is founded in what's in your closet should reflect what you do, your aesthetic, your budget. Um, it should be largely comfortable. You know, back in the shopping for shopping sakes era, we all wanted these, you know, four inch Louboutins. I finally sold mine on the real real this month i was holding on to those i'm like what am i going to do with these shoes this is not to say that i don't appreciate a beautiful shoe but why 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 do you yeah. have so many pumps when you know you don't ever wear pumps come on so now i spend a lot of money i mean comparatively speaking i spend as much money as maybe i used to on a pair of jimmy Choo's or louboutins on designer sneakers because i just you know Mm -hmm. I, I still want to look sharp, but I yeah. don't like, why, why am I going to mess my feet up for this? Anywho, you asked me a question. I just kept talking. So no, Kim, I'll let it. you interact. I'll let no, you I, love it. I, I, I actually just had uh, my appointment after you cancel and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to now just go in my closet and all those dresses, <laughs> those fancy dress, like that really spoke to me what you just said. Uh, I have all these dresses I for a life that I used to have that I'm hanging on to because I like the dresses. They're pretty. But anytime I have an event, I go shop for a new dress. I just did that this for my holiday event, um, holiday party this weekend. And I wore these shoes that I've been holding on to forever because they're pretty. And my feet were killing me all night. And uh, why do I have those shoes? So... I think we're just on autopilot sometimes and we need Jen, we need you to come shake us a little bit and remind us about, you know, we don't need these things. Um, you so know, I, above everything, you're not, I am not going to go out of the house without an outfit on like people. I mean, it is what it is with me. So this is not to say that I am not all about an outfit and I forgot to cite the, the biggest influence both negatively and positively in my personal style and probably many and other women in our generation would be Carrie Bradshaw, right? That's why mm -hmm. we have those shoes. <laughs> I mean, we're, I'm not blaming her in a negative way. I mean, she's inspired me beyond, you know, literally to just be so experimental, that character. 
Um, but we, we're just, we've held on to this idea that fashion has to be high heels and da, 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 and doesn't have to be that way. It should, it's, that's one great thing about where we are right now as a society is just, there's just so many different ways to interpret personal style. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to fix this box that is uncomfortable. Um, but if I, you know, if you're going to go into your closet and look into your closet after we talk, the advice that I would give you is the first thing is to see. So when I'm working with, with clients, the first thing I do is extract neutral staples. Everyone's complaint. It seems like such a cliche now, but cliches are cliches because they're true is that you've got a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear. This is because per my earlier point, we shop with our eyes. So <clears throat> we go into a store I don't know where you guys shop in Hampton Roads because there's, there's, some, well, that's not true. There are some boutiques that I love here and I will give them mention. Fresh Twist, um, Trish, Trish is good. If I forgot anybody else, I'm sorry, but <laughs> there are some small boutiques here. So I won't say that they're yes. not, but in general, we don't have a lot to choose from, but you go into a store, you go online and you're just beelining for trends because yeah. Yeah, they're exciting. They're fun. Blah, 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 blah. So you collect a whole closet full of trends. And then when you go to put an outfit together, you do not have the outfit staples, what I call the 10 yeah. neutral staples to <clears throat> to act as, you know, the, the skeletal, what did I call it? The connective tissue for the rest of the wardrobe. So the first thing you need to have pair of pants that fit pants are the worst. And if you don't like pants, then you don't need pants. Like whatever the bottom is that fits a skirt, a dress, you know, some layering pieces, great pair of jeans. If you can get that base down, then that's when you can put, I'm looking at my accent pieces in my closet right now. That's when you can throw on that animal print, mm -hmm. multicolored blouse on top of it. Or that's when you can put on the magenta cardigan. Like when you can get the base down, that's when the accents can shine. But we always shop for accents and forget right. that the most important part of your wardrobe are the boring, it's the boring staples. It's like, you know, theory versus form and dance. Like everyone wants to go and, you know, I can dance. Yeah, well, you gotta learn theory if you're gonna be a professional dancer. You mm -hmm. need to know how to articulate your foot. You need to. You understand what I mean? Like we, mm -hmm. we just rush into it and we rush into like what's exciting and don't pull back and identify from a, you know, wardrobe perspective. Okay. What's the foundation? And so my philosophy is you should invest in the foundation. You should invest as much as you can afford in a, you can start with 10 pieces, um, in a 10 piece, that's essential, like the purest version of a capsule wardrobe. That's all, it's all neutral and not black and white neutral. There's lots of different types of neutrals, you know, so it doesn't navy blue and beige and stone colors, just things that when you wear them together, you can wear them together, but you could also accent them with colors. And if mm -hmm. you can get that down, then you can start building in. So the yeah. first thing I do when I'm working with a client in her wardrobe is to take out all the neutrals and I separate the neutrals from the colors and the prints and the textures and the da-da-da. And we make sure that we've got the neutrals down. And then we just identify the gaps. And then we go through all the accents. But before we get to the accents, like I'm also educating you. I'm also coaching is a better word. 
coaching you to be able to identify like what's your personal style kim like what is it like what who what influence i don't like influence i mean i do like what i'm talking in circles right now <laughs> whatever whatever influences you whether it's an influencer whether it's celebrity right. whether it's stylist whether it's your avatar ar yeah whether it's an archetype here's mm -hmm. another thing is like we're also born into trends whatever fashion is derivative every trend that we consume as like being hot now has been already established by the masters by Yves Saint Laurent, Coco Chanel, and Michael Kors and Ralph Lauren, and you know Christian Dior. Back in the day, they they set these things in motion, and we're just reinterpreting them over and over and over again. Mostly because retails want to sell you clothes every two weeks, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I can go in two different directions now. I can talk about archetypes. Or I can talk about how fashion's killing the planet, but let's keep it fun. So I'll talk about <laughs> archetypes. Like you could go back into the archives of fashion and find what your personal style looks like because everything that you see today was pulled from, pulled from there. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I, one of the first things after we find the staples is to teach or identify what inspires you what pieces do we need in this wardrobe to articulate that vision and how can we find them so that i'm i am deeply committed to sustainable shopping and you can interpret that a bunch of different ways but the bottom line is i don't want you throwing away clothes every season because our planet is suffering because of that and fashion is one of the biggest reasons but you don't have to like you can we if you put time and effort and energy into it and that's what i get paid for i will put the time and the energy and the effort into it on your behalf you can find luxury garments that depending on what your budget is or was you could have never that you have never purchased like outright but that hit the note like say you're inspired by Ad, you know, adrenaline, ad, I can't speak today, minimalism and kind of gender neutral, androgynous is what I was trying to say. Um, whether we realize it or not, it was kind of heralded by Yves Saint Laurent with the Le Smoking tuxedo jacket. He was the first to introduce the idea of a tuxedo for a woman. And it was very, very ahead of its time. And it was really like, okay, you can have this kind of powerful, masculine inspired form and still look incredibly feminine. So we see this all over now in fashion, but you can literally go back into the archives and let's look for some archival Yves Saint Laurent. Like, why not start there? Why not get you an actual Yves Saint Laurent with smoking jacket? I can find it for you, right? And you can spend $300 on it, $400, which is, you know, a good, like I would imagine that would for me be a, a, a decent price point for a premier luxury designer blazer that you're going to have in your wardrobe yeah. for the rest of your life. <laughs> right. And then you can, and, and then you just feel a certain way when you're wearing mm -hmm. it. So I'm, sure. I'm multi I'm multidisciplinary, but it all comes down to now sustainability. When I did start this, it wasn't about saving the planet. And it and it's not until now, having been in so many closets and <clears throat> just managed the purging of so many impulse purchases yeah. and being under you know, helping women get out from under the weight of that, but also being the one that physically 
takes it out and like like physically interfaces with the items that are going to goodwill or whatever i just like can't do it like we don't have to do this anymore right you we'll know, save but the planet and save them money <clears throat> yeah uh, yes That's obviously but some people have a lot of so currently i work at the real real i work for the real real which is a luxury consignment destination so not only do i work with clients and do styling and wardrobe overhauls I actually work in the re luxury resale business. So I have an even greater appreciation and understanding of that marketplace. Um, and some, it's not, there's a, there's still resistance from some certain people that they don't like the idea of wearing quote unquote used clothes. Tell me how many clothes in your closet have tags on them. I mean, you can call it used clothes, but it's really someone just bought it and put it in their closet. There's at least 25% of our entire inventory are closed with tags on them. So, okay, if that's your challenge, fine. I'll find you something that has tags on it. But, and then I do support small business. So sustainability can come in all shapes and forms, right? One thing that I would really like to steer people away from is fast fashion. And this is coming from someone who really has to actively avoid Zara because I love Zara. Zara hits it. They just, they hit it. They hit the note every single time. But that's because they're, they're, inter, they're intellectual property violators. They're 